Welcome to the PA Leadership Podcast, brought to you by the Pennsylvania Association of Intermediate Units. The PA Leadership Podcast highlights aspiration, inspiration, and innovation in education during times of adversity and prosperity. Now to your hosts, Dr. Greg Coons and Dr. Mark Hoffman. All right, welcome to the PA Leadership Podcast. My name is Greg Coons, and I'm the Executive Director from Schuylkill Intermediate Unit 29. And sitting across from Greg, it's Mark Hoffman, the proud Executive Director of the Bucks County Intermediate Unit. Greg, what are intermediate units? You always ask me at the beginning of every episode. Well, you know by now, we are the Entrepreneurial Agile Service Agency supporting the schools in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Dr. Coons, what are we talking about today? So we're talking about the investment in trades. So we're going to be talking about the vital role of CTEs. We have some really great special guests with us. I'm really excited to uh, bring this podcast to you that spotlights innovation and education during times of adversity. Um, Our special guests have diverse experiences in CTE leadership roles. Our first special guest is Shannon Brennan, who serves as the Assistant Executive Director of IU29, and also it's a dual role, Director of CTE at the Schoolkill Technology Center, otherwise known as STC. Welcome, Shannon. Good morning. Thank you for having me on the on the podcast this morning. You are welcome. Our second special guest is Dr. Leon Paisky, who serves as the administrative director at Bucks County Technical High School and is also the president of PACTA. Welcome, Leon. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Greg. So we're talking about CTE. I've heard you say that acronym a couple of times, career and technical education. You both know a lot about that. Thanks for being here. Could you each maybe give our listeners a sense of what career and technical education looks like today in Pennsylvania? Sure, I'll start with that. Um, career and technical education in PA is designed to prepare um, graduates for highly skilled high-wage, high-demand, high-pay occupations. So it's very different from the vocational schools of the past, um, which were designed to prepare some skilled workers, certainly. But today's occupations really demand um, an advanced technical skill set. And so our career and technical education centers have really evolved into um, highly technical, highly skilled um, facilities with industry-grade equipment and technology to help prepare our graduates for that next step. Leon? And and to add to that, what, what Shannon was just saying, in, in Pennsylvania, there's about 90 different technical programs that the state offers. Um, and they're from agriculture to the arts to the medical to manufacturing. Um, we all have to follow the Pennsylvania regulations in Chapter 339. And uh, also to note, there's about 60,000 high school kids in the state of Pennsylvania that are in CTE programs today. And we all follow 16 industry clusters or pathways that are developed by labor and industry. So how many tech schools are there in the Commonwealth? There's about 85 tech schools in Pennsylvania. And uh, so Shannon's running. She has two pro- two buildings there. And, and I run a, what's called a comprehensive technical high school, whereby we have all our academics and technical studies right there within the building. There's about 12 of those throughout the, the Commonwealth. Thanks. Okay. Well, Leon, while we're, we have you um, answering the questions, uh, from a federal and state perspective, can you tell us a little bit about what is the current state of funding um, and are, what are some of the political goals for CTE? So I would say right now, career and tech education is really in a bit of a renaissance period. Uh, we seem to be loved by all. 
Uh, I know certainly in this hotly charged political climate, whether you're a D or an R or anything in between, people seem to love us. And at least they love us verbally. Uh, financially, it's a little different story, a mixed bag. So within the state, the, the, the budget was just passed for this upcoming year. We did obtain a $6.1 million increase for CTEs throughout the Commonwealth, which is great. Now, PAC, the organization, we were shooting for a $25 million increase. But look, we'll take the $6.1 million. Sure, That's bigger sure. than we've had you know, ever before, in, at least in recent history. Now, federally, the only dollars we get from the federal government are through the Carl D. Perkins grant. And that's the largest stream of federal dollars. But again, that's only about 2% of our budgets throughout the, throughout the whole country, for that matter. Unfortunately, the feds, that money has decreased over the past 10 years. And if you add on inflation to that, we've dramatically decreased. In fact, uh, our school, Buck County Technical High School, did see a slight decrease from Perkins from last year to this year, uh, but others might see a bit of an increase. So you mentioned, Leon, that you said the folks love you right now. They love career and technical education. I think that's really what you mean. They love this concept, right? Yes. Why is that? I think people are seeing the benefits of blue-collar work, middle-skill jobs, uh, green jobs, if you look at all the alternative energy programs that are out there, and people are looking at the value. You look at going to a four-year institution, a college, post-high school, you see the debt you're involved, and you see where does that lead you, whereby looking at how kids are being trained in specific industries, getting a skill that they can start to earn immediately out of high school, or they can go on and further their education, which most of the kids in, in career and tech ed schools do. Shannon, are you seeing that? Yes, I would say uh, the majority of the jobs projected in the next 10 years require an associate degree or less. So they're, they're focused me more on technical skills rather than um, on a traditional four-year college. So I think we're popular because we're filling a need. We're filling a need mm -hmm. that industry has. Our programs, um, you know, it's cost-effective for a student to go to a career tech school, and then they get a jump start on the technical skills needed for the next step. So a question I have for both of you, and I think it's a good, this is a good segue. Um, we've always talked about there's a stigma. There was a stigma. I think still sometimes we mm -hmm. fight the stigma mm -hmm. um, of, of career and technical education. Can you both tell me how has vocational, how, how have we evolved from vocational technical education to CTE or career and technical education? I think that there certainly was a stigma with vocational tech and all of the career tech schools, Leon and mm -hmm. I and, and PACTA, have all been working for a long time to reverse that stigma. Um, the way that we've done that in Schuylkill County is really to highlight the success stories of our graduates. I mean, you see a high school student coming out with a high school degree in welding, for example, and starting at $30, $35 an hour. I mean, those stories really resonate, um, particularly with millennials and, you know, with the, uh, the, the Generation Z, who are really looking at short-term training to enter the workforce. So uh, I think we've, we've been working to change that perception. I think when you walk into our buildings, you see industry-grade technology, as I said before. So you're seeing uh, a computerized, you know, CNC machine worth $50,000 versus, you know, old-school 
um, type of machining, which was done by hand. So, I mean, in every single classroom that you go into, you can't get your car fixed now without a computer and a laptop um, to, you know, to troubleshoot. So I think, I think we're demonstrating on a daily basis how we are different, how we've evolved. Wouldn't you agree, Leon? Absolutely. I mean, and I've heard this phrase before, today's CT, CTE and CTCs, the centers, are, are not your grandpa's Votech school, plain and simple. I mean, from, you know, offering programs in cybersecurity and like Shannon just said with, with automotive, those are high-tech cars. So kids need to, at many times, yes, turn a wrench, but they're also turning their minds. Right. Thank you, Buck. So what are you thinking about the connections then between, you, you mentioned computer science, you mentioned uh, cybersecurity, you said that, that you know, the schools are preparing graduates for careers in 2022 and beyond. How do you identify what those high-in-demand technical skills are so that you can start building the programs today for the graduates to ultimately, you know, realize positions in the future? What does that look like? Sure. So um, uh a high demand, high occupation list is put out every year. And so those are the the types of positions that are needed in the area. So a high priority occupation list or the in-demand occupation list are the two lists out there that identify what are the high skill, high wage jobs. And then, um, you know, the Pennsylvania Bureau of Career and Technical Education aligns our programs of study to those high demand, high occupation lists. So, so number one, all I mean, all twenty of my programs are are high well, high wage, high skill jobs. Um, so that's the system is really set up to encourage us to start programs in that vein. So that's sort of how the process works. And how well, how does it work in, in in our part of the world, Leon, down in Bucks County? Well, in this, uh, it, it's the same. It is the same th- throughout. And what I was going to add to what Shannon said is, the state requires all of us to have advisory committees. So, for example, you take the automotive industry, plumbing, every one of those programs will have plumbers on their advisory committee. They are telling the teachers what's hot and what's not. Where are the high-paying jobs? What are the industries that need to go into? So we work not only as a school in education, but we are closely tied in with labor and industry looking at labor demands. Yes, absolutely. So I have something for Shannon here. So Shannon just finished her term as president of the Schuylkill Chamber of Commerce. So Shannon, can you tell me, and, and I know you have a lot of experience here, you're an entrepreneur yourself. Can you tell us about this this whole piece with uh, the relationships with industry partnerships and certifications? Sure. Well, as Leon said, I mean, we certainly have advisory committees in every program of study that give input. Um, we also have the opportunity for cooperative education for our students. So the CTE students can earn credits while working in industry, applying the skills that they've learned. And so each career and technical education administrator um, is tied to their community, whether it's our manufacturing associations or our chambers of commerce, you know, all of those business organizations, the statewide PACTA, um, all of those organizations help, help keep us connected um, to the industry leaders. So we're hearing what they need. We're providing them students and graduates to fill their employment needs. We're partnering with them in terms of grants and equipment. Um, so it's a very symbiotic relationship. It is what we do is so closely tied to what industry needs, um, and it's required certainly by the state, but also, you know, it's just good best practice to know, you know, if you're pre- preparing somebody to enter the work, you need to know exactly what it is they need to know today. Thank you, Shannon. 
So I'm wondering, we've spent a lot of time talking about the programs that we're offering, where they come from, how they're funded, um, what the ultimate goal is. I'm thinking maybe we could talk a little bit about the students that we're serving. So we can talk about the profile of today's CTE student, and then can we also talk about once they're done their journey and their coursework with you, what happens when they graduate? So to give a makeup, uh, certainly in, in career and tech ed, there's still a, a more of a majority of males than females in the programs. Our school in Bucks County is 55% males, 45% females. Our school in total is uh, 1,500 kids, grades 9 through 12. There generally is a higher percentage of students with uh, special education needs, but that doesn't deter them from being successful on whether it's cybersecurity, working on a vehicle, fixing our electrical systems within our buildings, etc. So those kids do extremely well regardless of uh, whatever special needs they may have. Um, in terms of a graduate, a profile of a graduate, some of the research shows out there that students who attend career and technical schools actually have a higher rate of graduation, around 89, 80, 86% versus uh, uh, lower than that, okay? Our school in, in particular, we have a 99% graduation rate. Congratulations so, on that. And now most of our kids, and I'm sure Shannon has similar data, around 65, 70% of the kids who graduate from our school will go on to a post-secondary. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean a four-year college, but it doesn't, it shouldn't always mean a four-year college. Maybe it's a two-year college. Maybe it's a one-year uh, apprenticeship uh, certification type program. But they do go on, about 25 to 30% go into the workforce, and uh, anywhere between 5 and 10% go into the military. My numbers are a little bit different. Um, about 45% of my students go on to college. Um, we have about 7% join the military, and then the bulk of my students um, go on to work in industry. Um, and I, I would agree with Leon. I think a lot of our students are kinesthetic, hands-on learners. So, I mean, I think that's probably common among most career and technical schools. Um, many of the CTEs have added um, programs of study aligned with post-secondary institutions. Mm -hmm. So, for example, STC has a senior-only emerging health program where students are duly enrolled with Penn State University and they're earning college credits their senior year. So that's a senior-only program. Um, it has a higher GPA requirement to enroll in the program. Um, we are seeing students in that program who are in the top 10% of their high school classes that they're sending districts. And they're preparing. Um, it includes clinical rotations. It includes college credits. And then they, they learn some hands-on skills with us. So there's a lot more uh, connection between those dual enrollment, I think, than there mm -hmm. was in the past. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. And we also, I mean, one of the things we really stress, and all of the tech schools throughout the Commonwealth do this, we want students to earn at least one industry certification before they graduate. So you tie that in with dual enrollment credits, which we have uh, articulation agreements with Thaddeus Stevens College in Lancaster. Um, and you can parlay that into a bachelor's degree at Bucks County Community College or other community colleges. And some schools even have that then moving into an, uh, a bachelor's degree in some universities. I'm just wondering before we wrap up, Greg, if our yes. guests, if, if Shannon, if, if Leon, if you could just share a little bit about how you wound up as administrators in career and technical education institutions. 
you know, many of us started our careers as teachers in traditional schools. It's Greg, you and I, we've, we yes. wound up at intermediate units. You guys wound up at career and technical education institutions. I'm just curious if you could give us just a little snapshot of who you are and what drew you to the leadership roles that you currently hold. My pathway is a little bit different than most CTE directors. Um, I spent 20 years working in post-secondary career and technical education. So I worked for the McCann School Business Group um, for for almost 20 years, 18 years. I started as a career services director. I was a teacher, and I moved into leadership. Um, and McCann was a group that offered uh, technical education for adults. So we offered two-year associate degrees. Um, and so, you know, my career evolved. This opportunity um, came available. Uh, the the post secondary world sort of was shrinking at the time, and uh, so I uh, I took a praxis, which I passed, and um, <laughs> was hired at Schuylkill Technology Center. And um, you know, it's been a great opportunity. I'm working on a PhD now, which I never thought I would. So. Um, you know, it's never too late to, to change the path. But what I do is, is somewhat similar to what I did before, just with high school students instead of adult learners. If I could just interject quick, which, what I've seen Shannon evolve as a leader. Um, g- coming from the business world into CTE, really transforming what we do there at Schuylkill Technology Center. Um, it really has been a pleasure to see how you've evolved and you've, you've grown as a leader. Thank so you. congratulations on Thank that. Thank you. Well, my path it was certainly more traditional, although not strictly in vocational education. Um, I'm a former math teacher, taught for 11 years, wanted to become a, an administrator, uh, did all my graduate work at Temple University, figured I'd become a principal, a, uh, assistant super, and do that whole route. Well, uh, someone at Middle Bucks Institute of Technology, Bob Lees, gave me the opportunity to become an administrator. That was my first position. Loved it. So I just fell into career and technical education and quite honestly really have never left. Took a little turn in the more academic route for a while, said, I love career and tech ed and that's where I am and I plan to stay. I've known this guy for a long time and uh, it's so interesting to see the things that you've brought to Bucks County and what he does in, at his school and how it it spreads and it brings, uh, I think, greatness and uh, really great opportunities for kids across our county. Thank you, and then Mark. in your role with PACTA across the state. It's a great place. It's, it's easy to talk about the things we love. And sure. I love career sure. tech ed. Well, it's a great story. You both have a great story to tell. And, and we appreciate all of your experience and, and sharing all of your experiences with us today. Um, I'd like to thank Shannon and Leon for joining us on today's podcast, where we highlight innovation in education during times of adversity. Until next time. Make it a great day and innovate PA.